You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. so excited for this coffee right now it looks delicious mm-hmm. and anything mm-hmm. that's has the word gold in it has <laughs> to be good blue skies and golden sunshine all along the way <laughs> oh my god did you hear the twin peaks thing might be or uh the david lynch's new thing might be related to twin peaks oh really yeah that's the mm. latest rumor well We'll see. Either way, David Lynch is coming out with more stuff, and that's a win-win for all of us. Exactly. And he's making it, which is a double win-win. Yeah, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Wow. So that means he's going to be able to do whatever crazy stuff he wants to. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Like, talk to a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that whole bit. That was so funny. (laughs) But yeah, this is um, from Stay Golden Coffee Co., roasted in Nashville. It's a Estate La Esperanza. From Colombia, it's a single origin. The tasting notes are Chardonnay and Panella, buttery. What is Panella? I have no idea. I was going to ask you. I was just about to ask you too. Panella. Hmm. Well, let's let's uh, try it here. Cheers. Whatever Panella is, I'm sure it's tasty. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. a nice light roast. Mm. I can definitely taste the Chardonnay there. Yep. Ooh. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can taste that. Ooh. Yeah. You can taste it while it's going down and a little bit in the aftertaste, too. This is really good coffee. This comes it's from good. Nashville? Yeah. Um, I got a credit for Trade Coffee subscription, so they um, work with local roasters and send out fun and unique coffees. So you kind of make your own profile, and yeah, it's fun stuff. I always love the design of coffee bags. I really like this one because it's, so if you look, there's a generic bag, right, that it comes in. And then on the outside, there's like this little pink like wrapping. Mm. And that's where the tasting notes and the, you know, information about the coffee's at. So you got the, you know, the company kind of on the bag itself and then the information about the coffee on the little wrap. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, this is, this is very tasty. Mm, this is good. You're right. It goes down very, very easy. Very, very tasty. Oh, just roasted pretty much about a week, maybe two weeks ago. Oh, so nice and fresh. Very good. Yeah, this is this is a very good cup of coffee. I mean, there are always good cups of coffee here on the latest episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. So, Adam, thank you for this lovely coffee. John, you are so welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Get you in your little Batman cup. Mm. You know how I roll, although Batman's head is missing. <laughs> He's only the legs. <laughs> yeah, just the legs. Like uh, Pixar's Onward. Yeah, right? Yeah. Did you ever <laughs> see that movie? I saw a little bit of it. I tried watching it with my daughter. She lost interest. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not the best. I'll give it that. Uh, Did it's... I still cry at the end of it? Absolutely. But it's not the best. Yeah, that was going to say, it definitely felt like it was going to be a crier. Yeah. So, mm. But I am looking forward to Up. Not up. Oh my gosh. Soul. 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 Yes. That's going to be very good. I think we should, we should review that, especially since there's music in that from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. They actually, um, I found an article 
of them talking about it and this is their first you know children's movie so it was kind of like what they did to approach the project hold on let me see if i can find the quote yeah we, we got that also wonder woman is coming to streaming services too as well I feel like we could every about- single hbo movie is coming to streaming <laughs> services oh yeah oh yeah i'm this is going to be very interesting and i gotta say good news for us it's a it's a reverse alien versus predator situation <laughs> well, the original being whoever wins we lose now it's whoever wins the streaming wars we win because we get content that is a deep cut there and i love it (laughs) (laughs) can i say so john and i are going to be doing a special episode in the coming week next week Next oh my week. god yes it is it oh is god. next week mm-hmm. oh my god this year just went by so quick didn't it yeah jeez <laughs> i'm like just in like an utter embarrassment and shock right now it, it's still march right <laughs> it's uh what is it sem march <laughs> the sem march march ember march ember march ember yeah um yeah, so we're going to do a special festivist episode and we will be airing our grievances in the music community. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what else will pop in there. Oh, but, um, plenty of surprises. A little preview for uh, next week's episode here. Uh, Instagram. I'm, I have problems with you. <laughs> First of all, I did not realize that hashtags were turned off for the entire month of November. Mm. Did you know that? I didn't. Well, apparently that was a thing. I'm not, I'm not cool or hip anymore. And it's, and it's you know, it would have been nice to know, you know, being a uh, local business that mm. relies on social media for most of their coverage to mm-hmm. know these things. So uh, there's strike one. Strike two, they move the little heart thing to the top. Oh, yeah. Like where to find your, your uh, like photos and stuff. And it's at the top and not the bottom right where it's always been since the app started. And number three, I can't find where I saved my like photos. <laughs> so all that and more next week. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. That's that's definitely millennial problems there. Oh, but So I, millennial problems. But... I, I agree. Your, your points are completely valid. Okay. So Seinfeld episode, right? If they were doing Festivus today, what would they complain about? Um, okay. I think what they would complain about, I think, hmm. Well, I, I think at some point, Jerry Seinfeld would have complained about Man of Steel because he was a huge fan of Superman and obviously had like the Superman mm. memorabilia on there. So I think at some point he would have made some kind of reference to Man of Steel on the show. Maybe not necessarily Festivus, but at some point. I could see, like, them all getting in a fight about it. Like, like him and George. And, like, Kramer just being like, oh, well, whatever, I don't care. And just, like, doing something random, like, I don't know. I imagine Kramer getting COVID and still going oh, into Jerry's apartment. 100% Kramer Jerry gets going, COVID. What are you doing? You have COVID, Kramer. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's okay. Jerry, I got, I got the mask on. It's like... You can't, it's okay, I got a mask on. You see, I pulled my face. Oh. Smacks <laughs> yeah, him in the face yeah, and he yeah, falls exactly. on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. George would have to convince his parents not to go out. Mm-hmm. I think Newman would be involved in election fraud. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because <laughs> he's a mailman? Yep. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, I feel like you got to do something with Putty too. What, what would Putty be doing? Um, Putty. Oh, Putty would also be a Jets fan. Like, you remember how he was a Devils fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he would just be totally upset about the Jets having a winless season and therefore just eats Arby's all the time. <laughs> Perfect. I feel like they would complain about Zoom meetings. Yes. What's the deal with Zoom meetings? I'm on my phone all day. I don't need to look at a computer. George would definitely oh be on a Zoom call and like stand up and be wearing his underwear. Oh, 100%. Some, some kind of scenario like that. You know, they'd be getting monologue when he's at the comedy club. He wouldn't be at a comedy club. He'd be in front of his computer. Oh, yeah. Doing a live stream to mm-hmm. five people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the deal with streaming? <laughs> CDC, make up your mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that, that's like real Jerry Seinfeld. Sorry, not like a comedian, not a character Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Jerry Seinfeld on Currently. comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. Today on comedians in cars getting coffee. I try and drink coffee through my mask. <laughs> so he's gonna do it something doesn't like work. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how progressively whinier your Jerry Seinfeld gets. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's coffee. It's a serious issue, John. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld doesn't get his coffee. There's no show. <laughs> oh man. Well, I really look mm. forward to that episode next week. Same this is always a fun little tradition that you and I have. <laughs> only been doing for a couple of years. <laughs> I don't know why I called it a tradition. Hey, it is tradition, man. Yeah, it it's is. It's all good. It it's, is. it's Hanukkah right now. Happy, happy Hanukkah to all my uh, Jewish friends out there and non-Jewish friends. If you celebrate Hanukkah, good for you. Yeah, Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah. It's a great time. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. It just kind of popped out of nowhere. Good, good for you. Good for you. I'm a little rusty on this. How now, brown cow? How now, brown? Oh, man. I do, I do like the candles, though. They're very pretty. And I love the accumulation of wax that kind of forms on all of them. Mm-hmm. What John's looking at, we have two menorahs this year. And this is our uh, wiener dog puppy menorah. So I don't feel comfortable lighting the candles and getting them all waxy. So we're just kind of putting candles on them for decoration. It's cute. Yeah. It is cute. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's keeping us company today. He's our, uh, uh, what, what, would you, what would you call him? Guest star? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's our little uh, he doesn't best talk of much. show. <laughs> best in show. Best in show, yeah. There you go. He's a little stiff. He's also golden. Oh, hey. hey stay yeah. golden. Good yeah, vibes. Just, just like the coffee we're drinking. What do you, what do you know? Good vibes. It says that right there on the coffee. It does. And good. John, I got to ask you, did this new Avalanches album give you good vibes? <laughs> and did you stay golden when you listened to it? Was it a golden experience for you? Oh, boy, Adam. I think this is going to be a fun episode for you and I. <laughs> should i strap myself in no I'm, all right i'm i'm overselling it but let, let me just say this the hype is real for both of us on this album it is the avalanche's first album which came out in 2000 since i left you is i think one of our favorite albums i had never heard it before and john kind of dropped it on me and said dude you need to listen to this album it's incredible i'm like okay and wow in- incredible is Oh, I, it, 
it's worldly. It's it mm-hmm. takes you to another world kind of than the avalanches, you know, were known for taking samples from thousands of records and computing all these songs together only using samples. And every song transitions into the next song and kind of makes this cohesive, beautiful landscape. Completely agree. It it is one of my all time favorite albums. Like it's if you had just to, so good. Yeah. If you if if you told me I had to come up with like a top five favorite albums, it would be in there. They didn't come out with another album, though, until 2016 with Wildflower. And mm-hmm. by that point, you know, the members had changed in the group. Yeah, and the other issue is with the the music that they are making, a lot of the samples that they used had to be cleared by their respective copyright owners. And, you know, they would these guys would go into thrift shops and pull, you know, whatever records they could find. So contacting these estates are very hard to do because the people might not be alive anymore or the company might not be around anymore. And also, of course, other issues with sampling and stuff. I know when they reissued Since I Left You, both John and I have it, and some of the samples are a tiny bit different because they couldn't get the rights to some of it on the record. Like uh, Frontier Psychiatrist definitely is a little different than the true album version. Mm -hmm. And so to get around that, on 2016's Wildflower, they enlisted a lot more featured artists, everybody from... Danny Brown, MF Doom on there. It definitely was a more featured artist heavy album, but still featured the staple elements that Adam mentioned previously, such as samples and just, you know, really abstract pieces of music that most people just had never ever heard of. Like Adam said, you'll find them in a dollar crate at a record store type of scenario. Yeah, the way that just they can wove all these samples together to make one song is very cool. Now, the reason why we bring this up is because for their third album, which, you know, hey, four years later after a previous album, that's a much shorter wait, (laughs) which is kind of nice. They decided this time around, however, we're not going to be as sample heavy. And while there are samples, sure, there are definitely not as many samples on this record compared to their two previous records. There, There are samples from what I've been reading um, about the album, but it's more of they kind of picked samples here and there and then used instruments to kind of focus the sound and the style they wanted so while not all the songs are comprised completely of samples it's some samples and instrumentation exactly and this one again just like wildflower definitely has a large number of featured artists on it yes in fact you would say that this album is probably built more around the featured artists and the studio producing elements as opposed to getting samples and kind of mashing them all up together to create a song. Yeah, it, it, it gave me major Gorillaz vibes. You know, how kind of Gorillaz yes. brings in, you know, all these different artists to kind of make one cohesive project. I feel like the Avalanches are starting to go more in that direction. Like, you mm. know, Gorillaz still uses some samples here and there, but kind of base the songs, you know, around a project. Um, this album reminded me too a lot of like Plastic Beach. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really think about that kind until of like, you talked to me about it. And the, kind of like that concept and idea. Because there are really not a lot of electronic rock groups kind of like this that bring in all these artists together or do something similar to what gorillas do with rap and rock, you know? Exactly. So leading up to this album, they had released quite a few singles that would eventually be on the same album, including even a single with uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Weezer. Uh, let's see, there was also Leon Bridges, too, as well. And in the lead-up, I was concerned that, okay, 
this is very much different from their previous sound that to the point where I feel like I really don't even recognize the group and what had once made them unique really isn't there too much anymore. I felt that in the singles. And I think we both said that we needed to hear the whole album before That's we right. made any, uh, any uh, statements or uh, conclusions. And while I definitely agree with that statement that those singles do work better within the context of the album, I've got to admit, I tried as hard as I could. I've listened to this thing multiple times and it's just not clicking with me. Interesting. What's not clicking for you? What's not working? (sighs) Talk to me. Well, okay. So... Maybe some of it I can quantify, maybe some of it I can't, but I do think the songs this time around are much simpler. And I don't just mean that like, oh, I'm trying to compare it to the other stuff, because even though Wildflower is definitely radically different in a lot of ways compared to Since I Left You, there's at least a lot of elements of of the avalanches that we still love. And I felt like what that album did really well along with since i left you was incorporating you know guest artists that kind of fit right into the narrative my issue with this album is like yeah you know there's some good um moments here with some featured artists that show up such as kurt vile and also mgmt yeah but then there are some featured artists that just show up like tricky yeah there's a lot of filler um I'm still very conflicted on it. There's certain elements that I really did like of it. And then there's part of me that thinks that this was very safe. It was a safe transition. Yes. Um, But, you know, and I feel that way, especially on that MGMT song, which is, what is it called? Divine. The Divine Chord. Divine Chord. Okay, so it's MGMT and Johnny Marr. And I feel like they underutilized underutilized johnny marr i think they do that with a lot of featured yeah like this. they i i it depends on the song but that song in particular like johnny marr is known for his guitar playing and i barely heard any guitar in there yes like, there's like five seconds of it maybe but like if you got johnny marr like utilize him you know this album is a good example where they've compiled a bunch of people who obviously wanted to work with them because the avalanches are well yeah loved. and they have a great you know, diverse artists that fit, that can fit the style that they're trying to do. But either they're just not given a chance to really shine, like you mentioned, or Mm. there's just too many of them on a track. I'm fine with the number. I think probably the ones where the people shine the most, like, um, let's see here. Um, like the Weezer song, obviously the Perry Farrell song. Oh, the sun. I feel like he did a decent job on that. Um, let's see here. I feel like that Karen O song. Did you even? Yeah, I know. It was barely like I, I, wish, I was wanting more from that one, you know? Well, and, and that's probably one of my biggest takeaways from this is that you get all these big names, but I feel like you're just selling them on the names themselves. Like the, the execution isn't there. Mm. If you tell me Tricky's on a track, I just don't want to hear him go. Yeah for 15 seconds or 30 seconds, however it is, however long it is. And and that's it. Same thing with uh, pink Sifu. He shows up for like, I don't know what a 10 second verse. Yeah. It's fairly fast. 
I, it's kind of like that Eminem album that really underutilized those features, you know? It's 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 like if you got, I don't know, Neil Pert on a song and we're like, well, we're going to have you just play the triangle on this track. <laughs> the drum solo will be at the end for five seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just kind of felt like, am, 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 am I just missing something here? Like, are there longer versions of these tracks? Or is it just a simple case of like, no, we wanted to limit them as much as possible. I th- I think the whole thing with the avalanches, and I kind of wrote this down at the beginning, you know, um, you know, they're very good at making atmospheric music and creating like a world, you know, like all the samples that they pick are there for a reason, you know, and it like if you listen to Since I Left You and how everything transitions into the other things and how the instruments come in, like they're very good at like adding things in to transition it. So I thought as you know, the sounds and the style atmospherically, this album was really good in that regard. Oh yeah. The narrative that it creates, I thought is that still rings true. They definitely yeah. still have that down. It was in, since I left you it was in wildfire and it's definitely here as well. It's almost like a, you know, an intergalactic love album. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I think with the samples, you can kind of tell us cooler story instead of just, you know, having a song, where it just tells you what the track is about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know, the Since I Left You album, right? It kind of goes, it's almost like like an o- like a s- ocean storm, right? Yeah, it goes like, through it, its it's up like, and It's like downs. a cruise. It's like, you know, hey, everybody, welcome to paradise. Yeah, and then, you know, things happen and progress in it. But, like, I feel like when they directly tell you the, the narrative and how it's supposed to go, it loses some of its fun. It does. If that makes sense. like It does. And this is definitely their most somber album, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of references to heartbreak. Yeah. A lot of songs about love, like I mentioned earlier. I also thought it could be a kind of metaphor for their music itself. And like, you know, those people like you and me who enjoyed the sampling music. And it's just like, I think they realize that they want to keep creating music, but, you know, they can't do it with what they have now. So they have to kind of go in this more poppy avenue. And they're kind of giving a nod to the fans. It's like, we will always love you. We will, you know, we're still going to make music that's fun. We hope you like it. But, it, you know, it like, you know, it might not be the same as what you're used to, but this is kind of direction we're going in. And it's so funny that you say that, too, because I think you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it is, because I was trying to find, like, what the ultimate message is. And I figured, like, yeah, it starts off at the beginning. The structure also, too. I don't think they did a good job structuring certain parts of this. Like the beginning, mm-hmm. there's three intros. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There is. Like, there's no clear intro of when this thing is going to start. And I don't know if that was done on purpose or something. But, like, you know, the beginning track kind of has the vocals and then it stops. And then it goes into, like, another minute track that has more vocals and it stops. Maybe, I, I, I'm not sure the significance of that, but... I felt like it was just kind of like filler, 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 song, filler, filler, song, filler, yeah. filler, filler, and then it kind of just dies down. It Oh, it, it, it definitely does. I felt like kind of just really underwhelmed at points just by the severe lack of energy that's on this album. Mm. I just, not energy in the sense that I need to be like really upbeat. No, I mean, it, it starts off, you know, pretty energized towards the beginning and then it kind of slowly dies down, which, you know talking about death and stuff could be you know a theme because it ends on you know the morse code you know the heartbeat monitor thing whatever yeah so it could be kind of about you know 
it starts from nothing, you know, exciting, exciting, you mm-hmm. know, slows down, which could be, you know, a metaphor for, you know, life, I guess. But and at the same time, like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's hard to quantify it, too, because, like, you know, I don't know. I think it's better when they're not yelling at you what the theme is. Yes. So like, I, I agree with that. Like the Kurt Vile song, I was listening to it again, and there's a lot of references to like Jesus in there and just kind of like, you know, God and things like that. And it just kind of like felt like, you know, that timeline of life, like people accepting like death and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 mm. also odd too, because I feel like these feature artists I really can't think of anyone like who's featured on this album who genuinely feels like they brought like their a game as they would on their own stuff. I think MGMT vocally did. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I really liked the MGMT song that the divine chord. That's probably the best, my favorite song on the album. I just really wish, you know, you got Johnny Marr, like let him play guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> you know? I actually like the, the hook on that. I definitely agree with that. I thought like, okay, you know, this is, this isn't off to a bad start, but you're right. Like yeah. that was like the fourth track in. Yeah. I also liked we go on with Mick Jones. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. That, that, that had a good groove to it. Yeah. And I mean, and like, even though the lyrics are definitely again, huh. somber. Yeah. Like it definitely had a good like momentum to it for, for me, one of the, one of the elements that just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, is it Nana Cherry? I always I always say her first name wrong. She's on the track with Jamie XX. Uh, wherever you go. Okay. Yeah. She's she's like rapping. She's spitting out these lyrics that just like talking like she's just rhyming a bunch of words that end in ed. Yeah. And it gave me flashbacks to Metallica's Saint Anger, where you know was it James Headfield is his name right? Yeah. Where he just started like making up words like. Tejected, rejected, bejected, like just started doing all these different <laughs> words that had that same kind of ending to it. And it just sounded like that. She, she like rhymes like something with ED with constipated. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, I, I understand the avalanches are a little bit hippie ish. They're a little bit free spirit, you know, drive with the top down on your car on a hot California night. But this just, like none of these artists like ever really came up with something where I was like, Oh, that's a really good line or, Oh, you know, that was a really catchy part that really stuck with me. Yeah. That, that river Cuomo's that river Cuomo song. Um, I know I mentioned this, this gag before, but I'm going to recycle it again. Anyway, that song just sounds like something I would hear while shopping in a J crew. And I, I yeah. know that sounds really, really like, you it's know, supposed to be, um, I was reading a little bit about it too. It's supposed to be a tribute to David Berman, but yeah, I guess they use some of his lyrics, but yeah, there's not really much that, you know, and that's kind of like the thing, the main singles, like they make sense in the context of the album, but I'm not going to really put them on and listen to them, I guess. Yeah. Um, running red lights is obviously meant to be a single. It's meant to be like played on the radio, but yeah. again, pink Saifu's on there for like 15 seconds and he repeats a line of dialogue that Karen O had on the previous song. So, and they do that a couple times. They repeat that whole title of the album too. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, like a reminder. I think we can probably jump in our, uh, final thoughts here. Um, yeah, it's hard to feel 
something for this sometimes, you know, like I, I do hear a lot of an old avalanche influence. They definitely use a lot of the same bass I recognized and different kind of sounds I, I've heard from previous albums. But I think the concept of we will always love you is very loose. And I think, I think the problem with this album is the avalanches assume their self that they're already this established band and they are, but in a different world, you know, they're big in the sampling world. They're big in the, you know, the underground world. So, you know, they want to be noticed, but like, you know, like running red lights, right? It's got rivers Cuomo on it, but the song focuses more on the avalanches than it does on the singers. And I think that's done on purpose back to your point, you know, it's the avalanches and oh, Karen O reads this thing, you know, like the avalanches are making it solely about themselves when it should be the other, almost the other way around, like cater your songs for the people you're singing with. And they did in some parts, you know, like the Kurt Vile song. I thought they did well with the MGMT one. They kind of did, but I just think they needed something a little less safe than this and kind of really show people what they're all about and what they can create. Cause I think the world they did create it's there, but it's not like a hundred percent there. So I think overall, I it, you're not going to go wrong listening to it. I definitely enjoyed parts of the album, and you know it kind of takes a little dive towards the end. But I think overall, I would give it a download. It you know it. I wouldn't hate to have this thing on my you know device or you know I bet it sounds incredible on vinyl too. So I th- I think I'm yeah I, I feel good about that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I I, I know throughout most of our discussion we talked about a lot of our grievances and (laughs) hey Hey, um, hey. but i i just want to make something clear i don't think this is an awful album no 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 stretch the imagination i really really don't think that whatsoever it's just it's like we know what this band is capable of and this was not up to the standards that i think they could and and can do it's to me it's it's a mixture of that and it's also just a simple fact to like okay if i remove myself from thinking about either of those two previous albums there's just not a lot for me to grasp onto here you hit it right on the head the lack of complexity just means that the replay value isn't high here and i tried like probably more than any other album this year i listened to this thing so much leading up to this review just wondering why is this not clicking with me because i looked at reddit you know i looked at the reviews and a lot of people love this album mm-hmm. and their reviews are you know mostly positive across the board so i'm in that position of like what am i missing what is not adding up and it's just it's not connecting with me not just because of those previous albums but just because i feel like this needed another pass of adding on either more layers you know fixing up some lyrics maybe even taking out some of these guest stars. Yeah. I also kind of felt like they could have put in more instrumental tracks in there too. There are a few. There are, but they're mostly transition tracks. And by the time you get into them and they build something, they just go in straight into the other one. Yeah. Like music makes me high. Yeah. And they're almost like extended intros. Yeah. And, and born to lose, you know, they have like some good kind of like, all right, you know, you t- t- there's some classic those. avalanche grooves in it. Yeah. Like, some of that is still there. You're definitely right. Some of those elements are there. Although on that latter song, Born to Lose, there was a sample in there of like somebody like calling someone else an a-hole that just came out of nowhere. I'm like, what? why yeah. was that there? I just felt like that really took me out of the moment because it's like I'm enjoying this groove and it mm-hmm. sounds like 
you know, it's a song about being unlucky in love and going through heartbreak, which is a constant theme again across this album. And then I just have this sample out of nowhere of somebody cussing somebody else out just really caught me off guard. Yeah, it, the concept is too loose. It, it is. I think this is our first album where it sounds like they're really behind the boards as producers as opposed to creating songs that surrender, not surrenders, um, are built around samples. Mm-hmm. And this time around, they were trying to obviously build it around the different artists and I think it's really cool that, hey, you can get, you know, Kurt Vile and MGMT and all these other people, but use them. Yeah, you really got to well. use them. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if you're going to have Tricky, tell him to speak up a little bit. <laughs> if you're going to have Pink Saifu, at least have him rap. I know. Gosh, I want Pink Saifu to have a good project, man. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Like, these are all really talented people. And yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe they could elevate this material here. Because some of it does sound very much, and I touched upon this a little bit earlier, a California album. Very well produced. I think it was actually produced at Capitol Records at everything. Yeah. It sounds like, you know. It's so polished. It's so polished. So, so polished. And I know that just sounds like such a hipster thing to say, but I I don't want polish from these guys. Yeah. I want want the vinyl cracks to be real, not a... Not a synthetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard I heard the vinyl cracks a couple times, and I was like, oh, yeah, teasing us. And there are just some things where it's like, oh, hey, you know, we're gonna do. It's like an earlier track called "Song for Barbara Payton," where in the beginning, like the sound that's being made. Yeah. If it was put onto like, um, I don't, know, I forget what you call that kind of machine, but it creates like images with like a like a graph or something. Oh, like a, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like that, exactly. that thing that like charts maps or whatever. Yeah. Right? And, and if it goes yeah. to that machine, it'll draw a picture of her. It's like, okay, that's cool. But what does it have to do with the rest of the album? Yeah. <laughs> like, like there are just things like that where it's like, Oh, we think this is kind of cool and funky and weird. Let's yeah. See that. See, that's the problem. Like, I don't want to know about that. I want someone to discover that, you know, like I don't want, it's almost like our, our uh, good movie director friend, David Lynch. It's not about the ending. It's about leading everything. It's about everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you put your thing right in front of the audience and say what that hole is and the message, it gets boring. And, and, and that's the problem. I felt like after listening to it, I heard all I needed to. Yeah. I mean, the- they, they literally say, we will always love you. And it comes up back and forth. It's like, okay, well, if you love us, great but like i don't know yeah i mean i yeah. get it it's a new chapter yeah you're, you're, you're now at the point in your career where you've had you know your first album was like such a monster success you came back and got a lot of success with wildflower too as well but now you have all these people that want to work with you you can't really do the same thing that you've done before just because it would take <laughs> quite frankly just so long like you said to put out an album yeah but there's just not as much here for me. It's one of those kind of albums that you can listen to and enjoy for what it is, but it doesn't have the lasting power. And in a year where there's plenty of great electronic music too, this just doesn't stand up amongst most of those other albums. I really wanted to love this album, Adam. I really, really did. And part of my final thoughts here is just genuine frustration. Maybe over time it'll change, but as it stands right now, we will always love you. I really wish I loved you. Oh, womp womp. 
Sorry, I saved that last line for the end. Was that, was that okay? <laughs> no, it was cute. It was good job. <laughs> was that too staged? No, not at all. <laughs> I like actually, I, I typically I try and have notes, but I I was so cemented in stone about what I was going to say. I wrote I like, like <laughs> two things and I was just like, ah, nope, I know what I'm going to say. There <laughs> yeah. was like a couple things I had to like be like, okay, this is definitely what I want to say, but. Oh, you know what? I didn't give my rating. It's it's. I'm right there with you. It's, it's a download it. Not. Yeah not bad by any stretch of the imagination and i could see why people like it i just can't. yeah there's some there's gonna be people who really love this album and i hope it if you do really love this album go check out their older stuff too because it's a whole world of fun yeah i, I just i can't <laughs> i can't love it to the pink to the length that a lot of people it's kind of like uh that story i was trying to find on instagram earlier in this episode uh trent reznor and atticus ross how they work together to kind of uh, create sounds and styles that fit for the concept that they're thinking of, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I'm a little nervous for the future for the avalanches because hey, I mean, it's, it's great that they found a workaround to making music faster. So hopefully we'll get more of it, but let's see what it brings. I, I just hope that they do, that they get a bit more creative from I, a producer perspective. I feel like they will and they can Okay. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hoping this is the album that, you know, gets everyone on board for the new sound and then the next album they just go crazy on it, you know? I I hope so. There wasn't enough crazy. That's the other thing. You're absolutely right. I know we finished our thoughts already. Yeah. But there's no song on here that's like um Abrasive or, or Frontier Psychiatrist. There's yeah. no song where they just were like, "You know what? We're going to go wacky. We're going to go fun with it." Yeah, you can still have the same concept and do, you know, weirder or interesting things, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't like. It's very much a California album, and if I was like in college, I could see myself like early college. I could see myself probably eating up this album. But you're right. Once you see what they can definitely do, this just feels so safe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm really like I'm really heartbroken. By I know, it, man. man. <laughs> like I was 2020, <laughs> man. It's killing us all. I don't want to be saying this. I genuinely don't, especially about the Avalanche. It's it's hard when an artist you know that can do so well and better and that you expect puts out an album like this, you know? Like there's been a couple of They Might Be Giants albums that I'm just like, okay, not my favorite, but I get it, you know? Like, and it's going to bring in new people. I get it, but not for me, you know? Like, yeah. It just ha- it happens sometimes and... Yeah. Then they come back and they write the greatest thing ever. So it, it is possible. And, you know, everyone's got different tastes and opinions. So, yeah, I need um, a little more weird, though. I, I need the weird. Yes. I need the weird. Music should be weird. It's yeah. not weird enough. Like the best parts of Since I Left You are the ones that are, you know, quiet. And then all of a sudden, like it uses silence, yeah. too. Flight I feel two like two is off to Honolulu. Flight two two is yeah. off to Honolulu. Flight two. I don't know. It's, just, it's like a fun out. God, now I want to listen to that album again. Money. I took a flight tonight. Oh, that's my favorite flight tonight. In the good that's so great. You know what the saddest part about the whole thing is? What? The lead singer or the lead guy of the Avalanches sold 7,000 records and got rid of his entire Ooh. collection. Ooh. Now, ugh, I, I thought I knew we were going to be talking about this a little longer, but I love records. You love records. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being a sampling artist 
and like just selling all of your records. I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from and he wants to start fresh and clean, but like as a lover of music and like physical media, like how could you do that? <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? Like, Oh, I, I mean, I hope he like donated it to a museum or like, Oh yeah. I don't know. Like a, like a charity or something, but like, my God, like, my other hope is, is oh. that he's just exaggerating a bit. Yeah. Like, but. I have some records that I don't like just because, you know, it's in whatever, but I, hey. I couldn't imagine selling them yeah. or getting rid of them. Like, I bought it for a reason and I want to keep it. Like, it's a, you know. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, there it's like that collector aspect. You would think that would never go away, but. It, it's more of the love of music, you yeah. know, like, gosh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. It's like you said, it, they were kind of looking to, at this as a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've gone Hollywood, which <laughs> which is what it is. And mm. and I know nobody likes to hear that cliche, oh, well, they sold out and stuff like that. I don't, I don't yeah. mean necessarily that. I just mean that they're at the point now where the avalanches are so well-known and so liked. Like, they're not going to turn down working with some of the people that they have on here. Yeah, especially, you know. I think, too, it's one of those things like they've been around for so long and they haven't really been able to make music because of what they do. Now they open themselves up. So more artists are like, oh, I want to do a song with you. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And like you said, maybe their next one, they'll kind of get things down more. I mean, when these guys first started out, like I'm talking about before, since I left you, they kind of sounded like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. I think they were kind of like more like a punk rock band or something like that. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, there's, there's random footage out there online. It's not good. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's really, really not good. Um, yeah, no, I I can't imagine that either, though. I really, really can't. Uh, you know, but I'll try and be hopeful. I will try so hard. So, so hard. I knew this was going to be an interesting episode because... You and I didn't talk about the album whatsoever yeah. in the lead up. Yeah. So, I, and I wasn't sure if it was one of those kind of things where like, mm, who wants to make the first move? Yeah, it was more of, I listened to it once and I was like, okay, I need, I definitely need another listen. Yes. You know, like I need to hear this again, form, you know, opinion before I text John about it. And then, I don't know, I think some of our best stuff is when we don't talk about it. Yes. And it's just like, a, ooh, and then we can, you know, do what we do with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Let the coffee take control. <laughs> coffee. I was trying to do the coffee, coffee makes you lose control. control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I think we should um, talk about those Taylor Swift albums, too, at some point. Yes, I think we need to. Yeah. We'll do it back to back. Speaking on of uh, Hollywood here, <laughs> Mr. Nash- National is going to be doing some interesting things. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. I think the National are on their way to put out a pop-ish kind of album. <sighs> and yeah. I could see them being equivalent kind of in a scale. The National are going to be hipster Bruce Springsteen. That's my prediction. You, you don't think, uh, was it Bleachers is going to cover that? I mean, he did a song with Bruce Springsteen. He's kind oh, of on maybe. his way there, too. But. I don't know. I feel like Matt Berenger's got more of a Bruce appeal. 
He's got I, the voice, you know. I, could, I I always thought the Walkman would eventually go that route. I could see that too. Yeah. Yeah, but they broke up, so that that doesn't sound like it's gonna happen now. Mm. But yeah, no, I could see that. I could see. I mean, he, they're national. working with Taylor Swift, you know. Yes. And and when we saw them live, they had a massive audience. So the national or they're. Yeah. I mean, they're they're literally you know rock music for you and I, <laughs> if you will. I would really like it if the national had their own album and had Taylor Swift on it. Like I, I hope that around. happens. I hope that happens. I, I'd honestly be interested in that. I mean, a little spoiler for future discussion, but I think the second Taylor Swift album is pretty much a national album with Taylor Swift singing. <laughs> I've, I've only listened to it a little bit. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Okay. Picture, but, picture Matt singing it. Yeah. 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 No, Hello. I can't. Hello. Hello. <laughs> champagne problems. Ding, ding, ding. Champagne problems. <laughs> or actually, if it was a national song, it'd be red wine problems. <laughs> what's, your, what's one of your favorite national lyrics? Um, you know what? Uh, I, I think it would have to be. Well, was it Ultraviolet? Was the album that had this uh, conversation twenty two or something like that? I may, maybe I had the song totally wrong, but he's got a line in there where he's where he's talking about like give the mice for the fevers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like um, I was carried to Ohio in the swarm of the bees. That's a, that's a great line. That's a pretty good one. That's a great line. <laughs> I never married. I love the drums on that song. Ooh. Yo, Taylor Swift going into a key a time signature that's not four four. What? Oh, oh, oh! I don't think I got to that point yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like, wait a second, this is not an. Oh, oh, that. It felt like a national song. <laughs> I never thought worlds would collide. My my wife is a huge Taylor Swift fan from like back in the day. Yep. You know, like same with Carrie. All the, all those songs right there, and now like one of my bands are colliding with hers. Worlds are colliding, Jerry. This is what it's like when worlds collide. Are you ready to go? Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that song in a long time. Power Man 5000. <laughs> uh, I wonder what they're up to. I wonder too. You know what actually I heard a little bit of the other day? Do you remember Apollo 440? Is that a band? Okay, so they did Can't Stop the Rock. You remember that song? No. Yeah. Maybe Shake if it, I like heard Madonna. it. Oh, God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I'll play it for you a little bit. You've definitely heard it. It was on the Gran Turismo 3 soundtrack. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you see uh, Grand Theft Auto is putting out some kind of update, and Julian Casablancas is going to be hosting a radio show on there? I hope he has a move where he just stumbles over a curb or something <laughs> like that. Just because Julian Casablancas, I'm not knocking the guy, but he's, he's secretly a goofball. Oh, he, yeah. he doesn't show it because his image is like, I got to be the cool lead singer wearing my leather jacket and like sunglasses that are too big that take up most of my face. But I've shown you that footage where he did the song uh, with the strokes, Take It or Leave It on Letterman. Oh, yeah. And he's like falling over and, and stuff. He, and he like falls over the speaker. Like, I'm telling you, he's definitely a goofball. 
he's the type of guy that like it'd be snowing out and would like slip on the ice, <laughs> you know, John, there might be another reason he's goofing out, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Ooh. Well, I got to show Adam a song here <laughs> from, from 1999 called stop the rock. Oh God. But this was, this is a great discussion. I felt like we can go on and on about it, but that just, it just goes to show just how much the avalanches mean to us. Yeah. And you know, so. we can keep discussing if you check out our website, which is g4dpodcast.com, where you can download all of our episodes or iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, where else? Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts, we're probably there. Yes. So Find get, us there. Yeah. Get ready for Festivus next week. And if you have any grievances, please tell us and comment on our Instagram and whatnot. And as long as those grievances aren't towards us. That's <laughs> right. We're talking at you, Mr. Random Record Store Day guy, a couple years ago. <laughs> who some for some reason gave us a one star review out of sheer spite. Yeah, yeah. How how, how dare we comment on how nice his shirt is? <laughs> how dare we don't listen to your podcast that you won't tell us the name of? Yeah, I will, I will never forget that. And we will not always love that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> day. <laughs> Did literally nothing to the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We have our haters. We've made it. We have our haters. Yeah, right. You know you made it when you got your haters. Mm. Well, the uh, only thing I hate right now is that I'm out of coffee. Uh, I got one last gulp. Let's All right. do it. Do it. Chug. Cheers. Chug. Mm. Mm. Wow, there's another fun episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds. For discussion. discussion. That boy needs therapy. <laughs> Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username g4d underscore podcast drop us a line at g4d podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions general questions or business inquiries you can find our podcast on itunes and john and i would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show may your cup and heart always be full of coffee good music and cliche motivational ending sentences thanks